Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today's podcast is in collaboration with MBAgradschool.com, and we're speaking with Tamara Johnson, who started off her career in fashion as a technical designer and now is doing her MBA at the University of Miami. start off telling us a little bit about yourself, your name, and where you're doing your MBA. Hi, I am joining you guys today from Miami. My name is Tamara Johnson, and I am a current full-time MBA student at the University of Miami. And so your career has been in fashion as a technical uh, technical designer. Yes. And listening that don't know what that entails, can you first share with us a little bit more about the role? And then can you walk us through your career to date? So if I have to describe what technical design is, it's basically the next step after the creative design process. And I like to describe it as a clothing engineer. So basically what I'm responsible for is size, fit, and construction of a garment. So that basically means once you have the sketch done and you have all of your details picked out, I come in and I say, okay, this is what it should measure. This is how it should fit. And I do all the construction and I communicate that with the factory. So I work really closely with the factory as well to help make the garment a real live thing. That's pretty it. You're really responsible for you know, if it if it fits and hits all the right curves and everything. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what that means. And how I came to do that is because I just knew that I always wanted to like grow up and like live in New York City and like be a fashion designer, like since I can remember. And so um, I went to school for fashion design for undergrad. And when I was looking for jobs, I remember getting a phone call and the phone call was for a technical design job. And I remember thinking, I don't want to do that. I want to be a designer. And then I was thinking, wait, I am in no position to turn down a job. You know, I'm just getting started. You know, it is a job. It is definitely in fashion. Let me like, just listen to what this really, really means. You know, you hear of technical design when you're like in design school, when you're doing internships, but you don't really know what it is until you really get involved in it. And so I'm like, yeah, I can do this. It's very close to like the actual creative design process. It's just the next step. So here I am now doing this thing called technical design that most people don't even know what it is. And it's actually really fun because you get the creative aspect of it as well as the hands-on technical part of it. So what I really liked about it was I feel like I was able to do many different parts of the design process by being the technical designer. And it's, it's so complex. It's one of those things where like everyone's body is different. So as the technical designer, we're trying to capture what is going to be comfortable for most people. And, you know, we're targeting our target market. So that brings into marketing and personas, you know, so I have to think about what the customer would like. Is the customer going to like this? And then I also have to think about 
the creative designer, like, okay, I need to make their vision come to life. You know, there's so many different aspects of what I do that ties it all in. So I'm kind of like the center of it all. And it kind of is like a great feeling to be able to work with so many different parts of the business. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. When I was reading your profile, I thought, oh, that's not a job I would have <laughs> at me originally from like a fashion design perspective, but actually it's so crucial and it's cool. It's really interesting. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So then kind of moving on to more of the MBA side, why did you choose to do an MBA in the first place? When I have to think about my career, I had to think, what's my next step? Yeah. And I found myself becoming very interested in the entire business, not just the creative side. So in order for me to feel comfortable knowing about the entire business, I thought that it would be a good idea to get an MBA because I only knew the creative side. I went to art school for undergrad and it was just fashion design and all art related type things. So I have that creative part, but I, I was missing the business part. And I just remember sitting in meetings and being like, EBITDA, what's that? Now it is a normal part of my vocabulary that I didn't think would be normal to my vocabulary. So now when I'm sitting in a meeting and I hear terms like that. I don't feel left out and I don't feel like I have to go back to my desk and Google it when no one's looking. So I feel like I can sit in the room now and be able to hold a conversation on both sides of the table. And that had become increasingly more important to me as I got further into my career. I, it's, actually, it's, it's funny you said that because I went to theater school originally and it's true. You, they teach you the art side, but they don't teach you that business side, which is so important, actually, if you're really going to advance. And and it's true as well. When I, when I first stepped into the into the MBA class, I think one of our professors, John Colley, mentioned uh, EBITDA and I thought, I don't know what this stands for. <laughs> and I wanted to know <laughs> I like to use the EBITDA example because it's just one of those things where once you know it, you're like, duh. But like when you don't know it, you're like, you don't want anyone to know that you don't know what this is. <laughs> and it's just a term that gets thrown around so casually all the time. And I can't believe I didn't know at a certain point in life what that was. So now I'm just like, okay, if all is not lost and I had to learn anything, I learned what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Why Miami? Why the University of Miami? And can you tell us a little bit about the program? Absolutely. So I chose Miami because doing all of my research and going to visit schools and see what different schools were like, I feel like I had certain check marks that I wanted to check off. Yeah. I had went to an all-female high school and I went to an all-female college. So I knew I needed a co-ed college and I knew I needed something that was a little less um, structured and a little bit more fun. Um, not that my high school wasn't fun and not that my undergrad wasn't fun, but I just had this idea that I wanted that, that college experience where there was a football team because I had never went to a school that had a football team. And I wanted school spirit because all of the schools I went to has had an incredible amount of school spirit and a certain mm. bond. And I wanted mm. to make sure I still got what I liked about my high school and my undergrad, you know, small class mm. sizes and a bond and a certain common like love for the school that everyone shared. 
and I started to feel like not only was the curriculum important, but those things were very important to me as well. So Miami mm-hmm. just continued to check off certain boxes. And when I went to visit, I had this feeling of inclusiveness that I feel mm-hmm. like I was not necessarily getting at other schools. When I had to think about the total package, Miami was just checking off every single box. And I had been working for so long and school is very different from work. And I wanted to feel comfortable. I wanted to feel like teachers were going to work with me. I wanted to feel like they understood where I was coming from. And that if I was sitting in a room with people that maybe knew something that I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I was totally clueless and I had to hide that. I wanted to be able to feel comfortable being like, oh, can you explain that again? Or I don't know, I need extra help and go into office hours and things like that. So I just got this incredible sense of like belonging when I visit University of Miami. And every single time I went to visit, I just fell more and more in love with the school and knew that's where I wanted to be. So what skills have you found have crossed over from your career in fashion to your MBA? I think that marketing classes have crossed over. I remember being at work and hearing things like persona and what would the customer wear. So in fashion, everything relates directly back to the customer. We always want to have our customer in mind and picture them when we're doing our work. So I feel like that directly related back to the program. So no matter what background you're in, there's always going to be something that comes up and you're like, yes, I know what this is and I can actively engage because I know this part. So for me, (laughs) talking about marketing, how to market to customers, things like target markets and personas, those were all like very in line with things that I've done in my work. So I was like, yes, I'm here for this. I have this part of it. And then, you know, you get case studies. And I remember being in accounting and accounting is probably just not my thing. If I have to say one thing that like, I'm never going to be great at, it's probably accounting. But then there was a case and it was about buttons and snaps and machines that you use to put a button or a snap on a garment. And I I was like, this is my (laughs) aha moment in accounting because I know what this machine is and what it does. So it's things like that, like the cases literally might be about anything and you might find your common purpose and that subject that you feel like you're never going to be good at because it relates somehow back to something that you've done or something that you know about. Just moments like that, that just make me feel like so proud and think, why would I not be able to do an MBA coming from a fashion background? Like there's always going to be some type of manufacturing or marketing or like product or something that relates back to or is similar to what I've done in my job previous to the MBA. What about skills that you feel that like you had to improve when you were doing the MBA or any challenges that you faced with the course in particular? So because I feel like I came from a background that did not involve math, I feel like it was very hard for me to get into the swing of things with the accounting and finance type classes, anything with numbers, because my 
in my job, my numbers were on a measuring tape. So if it wasn't an eight, I was lost. So it took me a while to get back into that frame of mind. And I feel like there was a point where I always felt really smart. And then I'm coming into the MBA program and I'm like, maybe I wasn't that smart, but we know that's <laughs> not true because you would not be doing an MBA program. So it's like, you become like really hard on yourself when you face that one thing that makes you a little bit intimidated. So for me, it was being like, all right, let's be realistic about this. Let's approach this this way. So I would set up my study times where I had extra study time for those things that you know, I just felt like, oh, I'm just not getting this. And I would go to office hours for anything that I felt like I just was not getting the hang of. Um, so for me, the numbers is a huge part of the MBA program. And I feel like I was struggling at first with the numbers the most. And I was like, maybe this isn't for me. In my mind, I was like, all right, I'm going to give this another shot and see how I do and see what my final grade is. And if I feel like I just don't get it and this just isn't my thing, maybe I'm just gonna have to admit that like, this isn't for me. So, you know, just being realistic about the whole thing, I was just like, maybe this just isn't for me. But what I did do was I was persistent and I continued to target the things that I felt like I was weak in and give myself extra time. And before I knew it, I was starting to get the hang of things and the process might have been a little slower for me than it might have been for someone else. But I try not to focus on what other people were doing. Mm. Or if I did, that was the person that maybe I would want to study with. You know, so you <laughs> have to find your way to kind of get into your groove and find your, like, know what you're strong at, know where you're weak at, and then just target those things appropriately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I hear you on the math part. Like I was, yeah, I, it was not something that had really kind of that I'd spent a lot of time on in the run up to the MBA. And so doing the GMAT and stuff was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shock going back to it, to having to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and for the record, the GMAT was a lot harder than the actual coursework. So I feel like I know, right? GMAT and like the coursework seems not so bad, even though it still is kind of like a little hard, but it's just not as bad as the GMAT. <laughs> yeah, I think nothing is as bad as the, yeah, the quant section oh, of the GMAT, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about, so you were working in New York before you moved to Miami. Do you have any advice for MBAs outside of the US who might be wanting to come and work in New York? I love New York. It is the greatest city ever, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like there's something in New York for everyone. So if you're coming to the US, there are so many opportunities. And if you find the right company that's right for you, there's a lot of companies that might sponsor you. There are a lot of companies that are willing to work with you. Um, there's just so many options in New York. And there's a finance district, you know, there's a whole fashion district, like you can find your place in New York. And a lot of people think New York is like so tough and people are so mean, but it's really not. And it's just overcrowded and like any overcrowded place where people are busy, like it's going to appear to be like tough, but it's just mm. that people are busy and they just don't have time to fool around. I was that person like coming into New York, not knowing what to expect. And I just 
found my way. There is a place for everyone in a very overcrowded city of New York, I <laughs> promise. There are a lot of agencies that are specific to fashion jobs. Um, and over time, you make the connections with recruiters and just build your LinkedIn because I feel like in the fashion industry specifically, a lot of people utilize LinkedIn very much. And I have gotten jobs or learned about jobs or companies through LinkedIn. Oh, um, cool. Okay. I would also say go to networking events because no matter what industry you're in, there's always something to do in New York and you can find industry related events. It's just so much to do. You can do meetups. You can find people in an industry that you want to go in and make connections that way. And then they might invite you to company functions that they have. Um, I have friends who are consultants. So when I was thinking about my MBA, I would say to my friends, oh, if there's any events at your company that you think I could benefit from that is open to the public, would you invite me? So then you get invited and then you start meeting people that way and then you start building your network. I think your network is very important to build out, mm -hmm. even if you don't wanna go into that industry because they might know somebody that they can introduce you to. You start, you know, a lot of people start their MBA kind of wanting to do one thing. And then by the end, you know, you've, you've kind of changed your mind and you want something completely different. And I think that's why building that really broad network is so important. Yes, exactly. So what about your plans for after the MBA? Have you decided which direction you're going in yet? And, uh, and, and what does that look like? I feel like I'm one of those kids that don't know what they want to do when they grow up. Because like you said, I went into this program knowing what I wanted to do. A hundred percent wanted to take this next step in my career. And then you get exposed to so much when you do your MBA. And then you're like, oh, I can do this or I can do that. And you just see all the possibilities of things that you can do. Mm. So when I first started out, because I worked in fashion and I worked with manufacturing, I wanted to be in supply chain. And I thought, okay, next step. <laughs> so mm. now that I'm in the MBA program, I still love supply chain, but there's so much more out in the world than manufacturing. So I'm like, mm. oh, I never considered like a finance job or an accounting job before. And you start thinking about all these things and all these possibilities. So I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I should leave my options open and see where I land. That must be quite exciting as well, though, to have that kind of, that sense of freedom. It is. And I feel like now more than ever because of COVID-19, that you have to think outside of the box mm. and not limit yourself. Because if mm. it's one thing that this situation has taught us is that nothing is guaranteed and you don't know what's going to happen. So being well-rounded, being open to possibilities, not being so focused on one specific thing, you know, I feel like at a time like COVID-19 that would work in your favor, where before I always thought you need a plan, you got to have a plan. But yeah, this has taught me that plans can be plans, but something might come in and just completely wipe that all out. So I'm becoming more comfortable with the idea that maybe I don't have a solid plan, 
But, you know, I still have time to figure it out. And there is nothing yeah. wrong figuring it out along the way. Absolutely. I think, like you say, if there's any time to kind of be flexible and open to the unexpected, it's definitely now. So our last question then, what would be your advice for any MBAs who might perhaps want to move into the fashion industry post-MBA, but maybe don't come from that, that fashion industry background? My advice is find your place in the company. Most fashion companies are not just about the clothes or the product that the company produces. So I spoke earlier about how I just became very interested in the total process and I could not speak to the business side. I only knew the creative side. If you want to get into fashion, there is a whole business side of the business that you could become involved in. And there's also many different jobs within fashion. There are marketing jobs. I spoke about personas and our target markets. There's a whole opportunity there for someone who is a marketing enthusiast. There are also IT jobs. You know, if you're into technology, there's a lot of emerging technology in the fashion industry right now. The fashion industry is trying to move into 2D, 3D technology. So if you are into software and programs or 3D, um, there's an opportunity there. You could even work on like the software, you know, those companies probably have positions open where they would accept people. So, I mean, there's just a wealth of things you could do in the fashion industry if you don't come from the creative side. Maybe you don't know how to sketch a garment or you don't know how to sew or you don't understand pattern making, it's fine. There's a place in fashion for everyone. I think that brings us to the, um, to the end of the questions. But I just wanted to say, um, firstly, thank you so much for, um, for doing the interview, but also um, just how enjoyable it's been as well. It's been great to talk to you and hear about your programme and your experience and stuff. And yeah, just thank you for a, a very enjoyable chat. Tamar has some amazing experience, but the thing that really stood out from me from our conversation was just her like her energy that she brought to the conversation um it was just fantastic I just I enjoyed speaking to her so much um and I I left that conversation feeling really good she's just very personable uh, and easy to talk to and I think that that makes it so nice especially for a podcast <laughs> mm. um but then also as someone to potentially work with you know I think you said it just after we got got off the call you said you know you'd hire her because her energy is so so great yeah I just think it's so you know it's relatively rare to find that kind of energy like authentically um yeah and I just think that you know a lot of technical skills and things you can teach them but that is, I think that's like a, a natural kind of talent and it makes such a difference in organizations as well. Absolutely. Just to be able to relate to people. It's such a simple skill, but not everyone has it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very true. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, Facebook and LinkedIn under The Modern MBA, and on Twitter at MBA Modern. Until next time, bye! Bye!